dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We back. Yeah, yeah. Under the weather. Both yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. Allergies. It's that time of year in Ohio. Yeah, man. Fall allergies are the worst. You can't make this up podcast. Episode 78. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Partner. Yes, sir. You had a new event. Come up on your calendar. I did, man, and it's reoccurring, so that's always good. Hey, get that bag, get that bag. So, what was the new gig, man? Man, I'm doing 92.1 WROU, old school groove night. I was told I need to start saying that. <laughs> it's the old school groove night at Jilly's, man. I'm uh, doing that now every uh, other Friday, first and third Friday of each month. It's a great 35 to 65 range in there. <laughs> It's uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, um, a lot of line dance music. We, we play, basically, the goal in this is to expand 92.1 radio station music to the club, basically. So that's what I'm blessed with. Shout out to Faith Daniel. Shout out to Mitchell. Shout out to The Plug. Yes, sir. Um, they held me down, let me get this opportunity, and uh, we're going to ride this. We're going we gonna to bring up. We're going to bring something for 35 and up. To come uh, enjoy some old school and some uh, some good fellowship, man. It was a good time in there. Super dope. So speaking as a DJ, man, how does it feel to have like a consistent gig? Like man. I know that's like always like yeah. the the end all be all. Like to have like almost basically like a residency. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, early on, I, you know, in my career, I got opportunities to lock down major events in the city. And uh, got to do first Fridays at Michael's, and I had a reoccurring at Club Cream and Rain. Shout out to Big Brother OP. Um, but for me, man, it, it's it's, it's kind of like a gift and a curse. When when you don't have it, you miss it. Mm-hmm. And when you have it, you have to manage it around a wife and three kids and school and you know all that. So it, there's always something that you know usually ends with Daddy having no sleep. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, these are the two things that I love the most. So, I mean, my family and DJing is really my my happy place. So it's it's good to have that reoccurring because you get to, like for me, I'm excited for this because I get to introduce myself as DJ Killer Kev to a whole new audience. Yeah. And, you know, the people that grew up with me in, in the clubs are, you know, married and all the, getting married. So I have that crowd that knows who I am at least, and I have at least opportunity to, you know, get a gig that way and then i have the people that i've you know done the weddings with over the years and then now i'm gonna be introduced to a crowd who's getting ready to retire yeah whose daughters are getting ready to get married whose son's getting ready to get married so it's a chance for me to you know bring because the the one thing that i that inspires me is is when when people are hesitant about saying dj kill a kid you know, like, <laughs> like that makes me want to prove to you that i can handle it i can handle Killer Kev don't mean I'm about to come shoot the club up because <laughs> I got killer in front of my name. It means that I know how to kill parties and rock them and do my thing. So it, that inspires me when I when I'm setting up and I hear the I hear the, the little hummingbirds saying little things like he's young and I don't know where the other guy went and you know all those things. Yeah. And so so how'd the first one go? Man, it went well. It went. It was definitely a, a introduction because that's something. a hard crowd. Yeah, very hard. Crowd. Like you said. the uh, the normal old school groove groover, I guess, uh, you know what I'm saying, is about 55, 65 in that demo. Mm-hmm. We're not in that demo. Right. But, you know, the PD of the station, Faith Daniel, she's trying to skew it a little bit younger. And, you know, that's a tough crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It they was- got they got their ways that they, they stuck on and don't want to leave. They ain't used to. You know what I'm saying? Scratching yeah. and blending. They used to the button pushing. Like, yeah. fade that out, fade this in. Yeah. Play that line dance. No, don't play it like that. Play it like this. Don't speed the tempo up too much for me. Right. So how's dealing with that type of crowd? And the way I looked at it was these people have been partying, to my knowledge, with the same DJ every two weeks for 14 years. You know what mm. I'm saying? That's a long time. That's a long standing event that's been around in the city. 
And, you know, when you stuck in a groove, you know, yeah. it, 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 it kind of hard for people don't like change is basically what I'm trying to say. People don't like change. So, you know, the, I wasn't there 10 minutes and people were coming in with the, who is that? And, you know, this is a young guy and I'm not sure what's going on here tonight. We're going to stick around and eat for a second and, and just see. And so that first hour was really like people, you know, it filled up to probably 50 to 75 people within the first, before I was even supposed to start DJing. You know, I, I was booked from eight to midnight. I got there at seven just to be on time and make sure I if Such if, a professional. If the early birds was to, you know, come in there, I, I wasn't going to just not play nothing. So I was playing music at 7.15. Oh, okay. And, you know, it was... From 7.15 to about 8, they had about 50 people show up, and it was really like a sit-down. They're having their conversations, but everybody's sitting watching me. And, <laughs> All eyes on Yeah, me. and it was, it was a chance for me to show I can handle, you know, handle it. And uh, throughout the night, I started getting more and more people coming to me asking for songs, which is good for me in the sense of I'm, I'm introducing a new thing here. Mm-hmm. The station is, I am, and... People are, you know, there's there's that Black Rob whatever song, or there's that Mel Waiter song, or there's that new stepping song that they step to every to every other week for 14 years, and they want to hear that. So, again, it helps me just make the foil ball better. You know, I get to add music to the collection. Uh, the ideas that I had and brought worked, and it was it was a success, man. I got people people was messaging me saying it was coming, you know, and and that has to be purely off of uh, Miss Faith Daniels and her. Uh, charge at plugging this event you know from driving from my house to the event i heard it four times on the radio yeah man so it's like that excites me in the sense of no matter now monday through monday it's a chance for someone to hear the name killer kev yes sir and think of a chance or think of something that could benefit me in my business so yeah man i came through on the cameo show some support before i headed over to my club yeah, my yeah, club duties yeah. Pre-game before the, yeah, before the show. Man. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I saw the crowd. I I, I knew, like, because I'd been there before. I was just um, see what, see what's going on type of stuff. Say what's up to Marshall. Say what's up to Faith. And before I head off to my gig or whatever. But, you know, I know how the crowd can be. And I know how those people can be. Like you said, they're they're stuck in their ways. And yeah. they see a new face. They, they're unsure. But, you know what I'm saying? I seen the videos. I saw the reaction Faith had. I know what she wants from the event, and I know that you did your thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kudos to you, man. You Appreciate keep doing it, it brother. Yes. It, it, to, for, for me, that's my pocket, man. Like, the, I really did grow up on Saturday music, you know, in the 80s, listening to 70s and 80s music. My mom, she's she's dated black her whole life, people. <laughs> she, she likes the, the OJ. She asked me last night, she's like, did you play Jodeci? I'm like, let's go, mom. That's what I'm talking about. You know I'll play some Jodeci. You know, like, but she's... She's, you know, we 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 listened to that kind of music growing up, and it didn't matter white, black, it didn't matter. She loved it, I loved it, I grew up with it. So to be in that pocket now as an adult, it's like I don't feel like I can't lose. It's just a matter of like what shot do I want to take. Yeah, it's like how early did you go? Um, I st- I stayed I stayed seventies, eighties, nineties. I might have played a James Brown sixty nine joint or something like that, but um, I stayed hard seventies and eighties until. I was told otherwise. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of was my mindset. Like, you know, I figured if I stay in this pocket or and then sprinkle in some line dances, because I could tell that's what they, you know, early yes, on, sir. I could tell that's what they wanted. If I stayed in that pocket, the 90s, I, you know, the 90s is just like, you know, sit back and just ride the wave. <coughs> There's so many to choose from. So I was like, I'll take that road a little later. Right. Maybe in my age bracket, get there. It's an 8 to 12 event, you know, 10, 10, 30. I'm still gonna play some early, but we're gonna get into it at that time. So it it was I played 70s, 80s, 90s hard, and it, you know, word up, it's outstanding. Word. I'm talking all the you know all the just classic stuff, and that's kind of in my realm of weddings. Mm-hmm. When I do my dinners at wedding, I try to make them up tempo. My goal at wedding dinners, if you ever come to a wedding that I'm doing. My goal is to not slow jam you out to where you don't you know you've had a long day and now these slow jams got you ready to call it a night. But I don't want you dancing before the bride and groom. So it's like <laughs> I got to find that, you know, them, them chair dancing songs. So that's kind of how I work my dinners with some up tempos and try to make it to where we old schooling it out and, and grandma's happy. So got to keep grandma. Happy. Yeah, this, these are the events I love. Man, this is a pocket I've been in and uh, I'm not ashamed of the pocket. You know, some people might might think I should be doing something else with it. But, you know, that that's coming too. you know, that's that's the beauty of DJing for me. 
is I can rock the cognacs and I can do the the 50th, uh, you know, uh, uh, 55 retirement party or the 35th wedding anniversary and I can do the right pack Christmas party. You know, I can do, I feel like I can do anything. So that's how I attack DJing. So each, each time I prepare for a different lane, that's just another bag I'm securing. So hey, get that bag. Yeah, man. Happy for you, brother. But we Appreciate got it. beef. We Uh-oh. got beef this week. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, I, it's I can't me dress for you. it, too. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> it goes down yeah. twice a year. Yeah. Beef sometimes even three times a year. Exactly. In the playoffs. You a Bengals fan. I'm a Steelers fan. What's going to happen today? Man. Four, what is it? 430 kickoff? Yeah. yeah. Four, okay. it's the, it's the middle game, four, yeah. 430. Yeah. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Ben's a little... Uh, We'll say we'll say under the under the cloud of expectation. Yeah, he's not playing up to the Pittsburgh standard. Brown and Bell are always top five in their positions each year. Um, we had this guy named AJ Green. If they just throw it up, seventy five percent of the chance he's coming down with it. True. Um, and I think it's it's always one of them games that you, you know. The, 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 I feel like it, as a fan, I will hope that right now the players is up juiced. Trying to calm themselves down because they still got nine hours in the day before this game starts. Like it's just one of them rivalry games, division game. Our division ain't dominating right now, so them division wins are gonna play key when you get to December and January. So I'm hoping for the win, but I've been uh, I've been hoping for a lot with my team over the years, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say that. So man, look, hoping for. I, I know my Steelers, man, and we're prone to have bad games. We're prone to lose to the Bears yeah. for some ungodly reason. To the Rook, too. To the No, no, no. Uh, Trubisky didn't oh, play. Did. That make it even worse. He didn't play? No, that make it even worse. It would have been worse because we lost uh, Glennon, okay. and he's trash. Yeah. So, obviously, <laughs> we, we know to lose to teams that we should, shouldn't lose to, have no business losing to, but we're also known to come up in. Handle business yeah. like we did last week versus them Chiefs. Yeah, that was, you know that was about? a good game. I watched that. I AB watched that. out here doing his thing, catching balls off people's helmets and doing what he <laughs> do. But this game is in Pittsburgh, and we're going to do what they do today. We're going we to handle business. Perfect thrown out before halftime. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But I honestly think, like, y'all season is on the line right here. Definitely. Definitely. We, we really had a rough start. The ball is kind of rolling now. It's just now, I think now it's one of those things where it's like, what you holding back for, man? Like, fourth and one on the 45, let's go. <laughs> like, you can't get one yard with you in the league. You, you don't feel like you can't get a yard as an offense. What, what you doing? You know, what like, you what, doing, man? what you doing? So, I mean, this, these games are always exciting. You know, yes. I'm not saying they're always close, but they're always, they always start out, you can feel the energy, you know. Uh, until the score goes away, if it starts to get out of hand. But for the most part, these games are tight. These games are the last couple possession type of games. Yeah, and, I think uh, this is the best rivalry in the NFL. Yeah, I I would agree. The only one I, that I even would, would think a little bit is just because is I like the, the Jets and Giants. They're not really a huge rivalry. It's just a state thing. Huh? I, would put, I would put the Cowboys and the Giants up there. Yeah. But this one, like literally – both teams are always winning. That's the definition of a rival. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Both teams can win. Like, people call the Steelers and Browns a rivalry, the Bengals and the Browns rivalry. Nobody's picking the Browns to win these games. Yeah. Everybody knows. It, it just so just so happened that Cincinnati and Cleveland are in the same state. It just so happened that back in the 80s that the Browns were good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And that's why they rivals with the Steelers. They're not rivals anymore, man. It's, right. It's it's big brother, little brother, and obviously the Browns are the little brother in this situation. Yeah. You know, I even put this one over the Steelers and the Ravens. Like, mm-hmm. like it's probably because of the area of the state I live in. There's tons of you Bengal fans. Right. <laughs> so I had to deal with y'all. But I, you'll be surprised how many Steelers fans there are in Cleveland. All over. Steelers, we, we deep out you. Yeah, the Steelers and the, and the Cowboys, oh, they travel, man. And, and it's one of those things where it's like I never – in my childhood, had like the brothers, uncles, dads that was heavy into their team, and then you kind of like grow into watching all that as a kid, and then and then you grow into that fan base. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was just like I'm always been a homer. Like 
UD playing whoever. Let's go UD, you know, Cleveland State playing whoever. Let's go Cleveland State, you know. So I've always been that homer guy, so I always support the home teams. And then it, then it just becomes when somebody in your state or one of your friends yeah. or somebody else that's not supporting it, it just that's what makes this go, yeah. you know, and that's – that's the power of the sports, man. The sports, sports and music, man. People realize like we do all these things all week, whether you know life, whatever life brings to you all week, and then you have a few things that you can just turn off your, you know, superior. If you're a, if you're a upper management, you can turn off your entry level position and just root for your squad yeah. against somebody else, and it just forget about that for a second. So sports, sports and music for me, man, it's, it's everything, and that's 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 what I think these games. At the end of the day, it's just a whole bunch of shit talking with your with your people. Yeah, but you really are, you know, having people compete for something, and you and you rocking with a certain. You got to pick a team, pick a side, pick a side, man. And, and speaking of sports, man, sports is is a bitch sometimes, man. man. It, yeah. it, it, it's so, you put so much into it as a fan, you know. Not only, you know, what I'm saying if you're buying jerseys, buying tickets to go to games. But time watching, mm-hmm. time invested, time reading about, oh, who's pitching this game? Uh, who's the next recruit at the school? This, that, and the third. You put so much energy into it. And when your team loses a critical game, it takes the wind out yourselves, yeah. man. I came from, man, when the Indians lost. Uh, <sighs> you game watched too five. much baseball since, huh? Nah, I ain't watched none. <laughs> I ain't watched none. Now, normally I'm good for, you know what I'm saying, watching, you know what I'm saying, playoff games. Or whatever, but after the Indians came back in that that crazy game where uh, Lindor hit a grand slam yeah. and they came back and won Game Two, and then they lost Game Three, and then they lost Game Four, and then they collapsed in Game Five. Man, yeah. I just haven't been able to watch, man, and it's so heartbreaking because we were so close to winning the World Series last year, mm-hmm. and then you come back, you fight all season long to get back to the playoffs, and then just like that is. Over. It's them highs and lows, man. Like that's highs what highs and lows. That's what keeps me locked in. Like I think I had a funny post on. I think it was Thursday. Whenever NBA started, it was golf was on because they were over in South Korea, so mm. they're they're playing in the evening. Um, Cavs is playing, and then we had uh, Thursday night football on. Yeah. So I'm literally like that it's last been some good Thursday night game. It has that last button on my remote was getting at work. <laughs> I was I couldn't keep. I was trying to flip back and forth, and then. I try to do the pip screen thing. I'm not a big fan of that, so Me I either. turn that off and just back and forth. But I think about the highs like New York Yankees, you know, a game away from the from the World Series, you know. And then you think of like somebody like Gordon Haywood. Oh, you spend man. all off season getting prepared to play for a new squad and a new system. You got to put in so much work to learn, to learn, to learn, and you play five minutes, six minutes. Snafu, terrible. What did you think when you first saw it? gruesome when I first saw it you know I've seen some nasty things as a medic in the military but that was one of them where it's like just unfortunate it wasn't no no maliciousness to two big bodies going up for something and LeBron kind of bumped them a little got him off balance in the air and it just came down wrong it wasn't like a you know mm-hmm. I'm trying to tackle you in the sky type of thing and then when the, when the camera like the guys didn't know what was happening they, I and mean, they just put the shot on and I mean it was Left and left, more left. You know? Yeah, man. I was uh, I wasn't home. I wasn't watching it live. So me and wifey was just getting home, and she messing around on the phone. I was like, oh, somebody just got hurt. I was like, what? I was like, I looked at the clock. I was like, NFL ain't kick off yet, <laughs> right? Like hey, Thursday game don't kick off for like another hour. It's like, no, the Cavs game. I was like, oh, for real? Like who? It's like Gordon, the dude that played for Butler. I was like, oh, for real? Yeah. Rushed to the TV, turned it on, caught, and I had it on TNT, thank goodness. Yeah. Well, not thank goodness, but <laughs> I was able to rewind, yeah. and uh, you saw him go up, and then you seen his shit yeah. fucking Come, mangled, bro. <laughs> came down and just, when you see the the players that, you know, like I was watching the bench, you could see their faces, you could see them sitting there, but you see like, the hand go grab the dude in the chest and yeah. everybody's wild and like, oh, like one of those things. And to and for him, he kind of looked down. He knows what's up, you know, has a has, has a medic mind. I think of like shock, you know, people see those things and go into shock and it makes it makes whatever's happening. You got other things to manage now, mm-hmm. you know, when people start, you try to keep them talking about something else, not looking at it. I saw the cab docs kind of run over there. That that to me always shows like sportsmanship to yeah. me. It's like 
somebody's hurt, forget this, whatever we wearing, I know how to help you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was nasty. My you brother know, was in the bad. building, man. Was he? Yeah, man. man. He said you heard sound something like a table fall. Yeah. It's like that's how you you know it was something. It's like that that must have been that noise. Like you heard his fucking bone snap. The the medic in me uh had me looking up pictures. I'm not sure how authentic they were, but it showed like a undressed foot picture and it looked like he had like one of those outbone mm-hmm. type of breaks where you could see some of the bone break through the skin, like up above, right above the ankle. So it didn't it didn't it didn't look like, you know, that that's one of those things that could change your life. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody everybody thinks when someone has a, you know, tremendous injury that put in some work and you can get back. I mean, yeah. you know, you you can be to where you was jumping eleven feet, now you're jumping nine and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, your game, how you attack the game, it changes your confidence in your, you know, takeoff, your first step. Like that can really change somebody and to be twenty four at the most, twenty three, yeah. twenty four, twenty five. I mean, that seems like, you know, hopefully he can get back. You know, I, Gordon Haywood, he's always been one of them guys. You you know, you you know he got game. You, yeah. You, you've seen him along the way. So hopefully uh, bad for Kyrie, though, I think, because that, cause that just puts more pressure on him <coughs> to lead. Nah, that's what he want. He want to put up yeah. some shots. He want to chuck he, up the he, shots. He, 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 <laughs> he, he, ain't been, he ain't had a week yet. He already cussing out fans, man. It's going to so it's gonna get it's gonna get terrible. It's gonna get real to go, for that dude. Yeah, man. Uh, they were talking to Paul George because obviously he had a bad injury with his leg mm-hmm. playing with the US US team out there in Vegas, and uh, he he said like, yeah, I'm. Yeah. He said on a scale of one to ten, say my hops was a ten. It's like I'm like an eight and a half now. Yeah. Like I'm not as bouncy as I used to be. Like. And he still I, got bounced though. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> so, I, it's certain moves I can't do anymore. It's like like certain dunks I like I can't do anymore. I like it's like I can't take it between my legs like on a fast break. Like if I wanted to, I can't mm-hmm. do it. It's like it's just like I don't get up as high. Like you got to get up real high to do some of these dunks. Like, yeah. like if it was like adrenaline flowing, I could bang on somebody, of course. But like to do like the three sixty and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. like I don't have the confidence to do yeah. it anymore. And then the kid, uh, they had a remember the kid from Louisville, yep. Russ Smith. Yep. That was the worst of all time. By far. That shit was Yeah. Shin bone to the sky. That shit was nasty, Terrible. man. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers go out to Gordon Hayward. And the homie uh Jeremy Lynn. He yeah. out for the season too. Yep. Jeremy D Rose sprained the ankle. Man. As expected. <laughs> So this was one a of the whopping, That's a how, whopping what <laughs> nine points from uh, D Wade last night. Yeah, they got smacked by Orlando. I turned that on. It was like thirty something lead. I was like, geez, like I got home kind of late and saw that. Terrible, but you know NBA for me, man. I'm just happy. This is my favorite time of the year when I got football is in the middle of a season. NBA is getting rolling. Baseball about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Golf is getting started. Yeah, get it, it, get, yeah, get just, baseball done with. Yeah, this is just my <laughs> this is just my time of the year for sports as a sports fan because I love sports and all. I'll even turn on a NASCAR race for about a half hour, yeah. watch them go around. I can't watch those three hundred laps, but I watch the last twenty or something. You know? <laughs> so, how was your week though, man? You uh, man, it was just a hectic week. You know what I'm saying? It's always a hectic week. It seems like the Joiner situation never ended. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feel like it was just a long, continuous week. It was like, man, like I got to like Friday. I was like, oh snap, it's Friday. Like, <laughs> what happened to the work week? What happened to the every day? It's mm-hmm. just like things just happening and moving. And with everything that we got going on with the station, with it being the fall, hectic with high school football that's about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Hectic with a uh, haunted house season that's about to wrap up. So. We're now about to start transitioning into, you know, about to do some uh, food drives. Yeah. Um, we do like two food drives a year. We do one right before Thanksgiving. Then we do another one before Christmas. So it's about to transition from work focusing on the community and stuff like that to focusing on these food drives. Yeah. So it's been hectic planning with that, man. So Yeah, I always... I always follow like I'm I'm a radio listener like I love the radio and I always follow along. We appreciate it. <laughs> I follow along on the stations and I just it just it always amazes me like I hear like the 9 a.m. you know breast cancer walk or I hear you know whatever whatever's going on in the city it's like someone's representing it from either 92 or or uh or 102. We got to. And it seems like majority of the time is you involved in that scenario. So I I I know what uh 
what your weekend nights is like, and I know Ooh. what your uh, weekend mornings have to be sometimes. So it just, it's it's a juggling act because you know. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying, these are community airways that I work yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? The FCC regulates the airways, and these are for the public. And people that don't understand that is uh, we have to do a certain amount of uh, PSAs. We have to do a, a certain amount of community service to keep our license with the FCC. Because mm-hmm. these, like I said before, are public airways, meaning like they belong to everybody. Yeah. They're not stations. They just give us a license to broadcast them. Right. So... You know, being the assistant program director and being in charge of promotions, I have to find events that we can, one, go to that don't have another radio station involved with. Because obviously if it's an iHeart situation, we can't just show up with our tent like, hey, we're here to support. Like, no, it don't work like that. So (laughs) that's that's one. There's McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's that. And then, you know, juggling the events that the we get paid to do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, our advertisers, we want to make sure we take care of them. So it's not just Hot 1029 that I'm in charge of. It's Hot 1029, WRU, Wing AM, and Wing AM does a uh, ton of stuff with the Buckeyes. So it's a juggling act with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically juggling all week long yeah. until the weekend comes <laughs> where you just hope, like, man, hopefully I sent the right people <laughs> out to that event because if I didn't, we're going to be screwed. Yeah. So it's, it's one of them, man. But, uh, it's it's great. It's great because that's what we do. It's a, really about the community and giving back. And I'm excited for this year because uh, Faith last year was our first time she actually broadcasted and lived at the uh, fire station on Little yeah, Richmond. She was telling me about that. She did that last year and collected so much food. It was crazy because uh, her and I, we did a broadcast from out there, um, about, was it two years ago, with the Flint water crisis, mm-hmm. which they're still going through, by yeah. the way. <laughs> We can collect in water and help send it up that way. But she's going to be broadcasting her show for the whole weekend out there, collecting food to give to the Dayton Food Bank right before Thanksgiving. So that's on the schedule. So that's a hectic weekend. But, you know, just because she's doing that doesn't mean the other stations stop. You know what I'm saying? The other stations are their own entity that have their own things going on. That we still got to take care of, man. So it's yeah. juggling that. Yeah, it sounds like it. But I, when, when I have my busy weeks and like, is my mind the way my mind works is like I'm pushing for the opportunity to work for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. But then when the when I when I get to that calendar week when it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Friday, Saturday, it's like, man, you jumping. But damn, I want to sit at home and just eat, drink some coffee and be in the horizontal position all day. Man. So it's like when I sit back and be like, man, the money I made the week time Jordan was here, there's quite a few people in the city that make that in a week's income or mm. make that, you know, 40 hours worth of work. And it's like I could be doing – I could be a trash man. I could be, I could be doing something terrible that I don't want to do. Just to make the same amount of money, and I get the opportunity to have a beer, some Patron, and dance if I wanna, you know. Like, hey. so it's just I try to keep myself motivated that way. It's like you working hard to be able to work for yourself and give the people, you know, what what they want. But at the same time, you gotta take care of you. You gotta take some mental breaks. You gotta take some time off. You gotta. So it's a balancing act of balancing that that structure in it. But the moment I stop. Stop pushing for that. This is a moment I ain't gonna have that many gigs. Right. It's so. like you said. It's a juggling. Like it's a man. You want to make sure you spending time with the fam. Like shoot, yesterday was sweetest day. Yeah. So you know, all right. I want to watch Florida State lose another home game. That was uh, terrible. <laughs> we gotta get on that. I, I, I was gonna wait a second. Bruh. I turned that on with Bruh. about three minutes, four minutes. No, it was probably like half the quarter, half of the fourth left, and watch that. And I'm like, they about to pull this off. Man. What the hell? Well, come on, freshman. Man, listen. <laughs> Why would you run that play in that uh, scenario, man? Because they were running it all game. And I, just, I, been working I hate that playing football. I hate the – because it, it, to me, has a competitive mind. If I'm sprinting towards the ball that you hold now for me, and then I got to decipher if you're going to put it in my gut or you're going to yank it back, and I just got to keep sprinting. Like, I, I, I hate that, like – you got to sell one side for the other side to win type of thing. But it's uh, the biggest problem I have with the play is it's not something that they do on a regular basis. Yeah. It's it's not a part of their offense. It's something they're trying to put in their offense now. And it's not something that you rep on a regular basis. It's under two minutes to go. If you're running a ball, 
just run the ball out yeah. the out the power eye, milk that clock down, make them use their timeouts, kick that field goal, and get the hell out of yeah. dodge, and you escape with a victory that you shouldn't have had anyway. You don't want to give Heisman to... Jackson the ball oh, back. This guy is <laughs> unreal. Give, he he's is. Vic, bro. Yeah, he's Vic. He is. Period. He's a taller Vic, man. Taller right-handed Michael Vic. Period. It seemed like he was getting ten yards a carry. I think I heard like seven, but every time he touched the ball, it's just like. He can throw and, it. And you know run. what? You know why that that works for them? Because that's what they do. Exactly. They run that. They run that. That's what they, they run. run up they, that field in a minute and change. And they I'm, run that zone read. Florida State don't run a zone read. They run a basically uh the Patriots offense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a traditional pro style offense. And you trying to put this in there like, man, we got a new little toy. Dude can run a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's put this in the playbook. So when you overwhelm the dude and he turns it over. Just because you turn it over, hey defense, doesn't mean you have to let them score. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You you are allowed to stop them because it yeah. was you did have opportunity to stop them. That's what we're saying with sports, man. Yeah, man. Fucking yeah. sports. Who would have thought Florida State is now zero and three at home, two and zero on the road. Get it together, Jimbo. Get it. Then together. I turn on ten. Uh, was it ten? Uh, Texas. Oh they, man. They freshman third and what, first overtime, and he just. Anybody want it? Yeah, that's that that's that backyard. We about to have to go inside throw. Oh, yeah. Last throw of the night. You know, somebody gotta catch this. Last thing. score wins. <laughs> yeah. That was they terrible. had it at they had it first and goal at the one and they lost. Like they held them to Oklahoma State to a field goal, a touchdown, you won win the, it. Won the coin toss. They had to they they knew what they had to do. Held them to the field goal, got it to the mm. one yard line, holding penalty, sack, interception. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. That was a tough hour in sports right there. That was Yeah, a, man. And Buckeyes got a real crucial game coming happened. up next week. Something else happened that I saw and was like, that was the most amazing. Was it that Kansas City game, I think? Kansas City, Oakland? Oh, yeah, where they had like five untimed yeah, downs. Yeah, that was, that, was, <laughs> that was probably the best 10 minutes of national football I've ever seen. Man. That was a great, a great end to a game. It's, been, it's that time of year, man. I'm... I'm a sports guy, so this is what I can. You know, I'm, I'm I can go it, next man. door to the AM guys and sit in there with uh with them, man. I can talk sports all day. Hey, yes, <laughs> Justin Keith Byers over there across the other studio, getting yeah, it man. in right now, live on Wing AM. Check check they show out each and every Sunday morning, man. Yes, after sir. you check out the pod, of course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but shoot, man, I wanted to ask you about everything that's going on that that's pertaining to these movies, man. Yeah. Movies and TV shows are taking over. Yeah. Now, did you watch Stranger Things? No. <laughs> I call my wife though. She... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is this is this is my plan that's going on at the Washington household. Stranger Things season two comes on Netflix starting on Friday. Okay. But we still have like we're watching. This is us. Mm-hmm. Which comes on NBC. I tried that this, this year, and it's it's cool. I like it. It's Have just, you seen season one? No, that's that's what that's what that's why I stopped. Go but, back. That's exactly what the wife said. And why, <laughs> she saw it. Yeah, she she's that's she her need show. To replace you for a couple yeah. weeks, bro. Me and her <laughs> need to chop it up about these yeah, shows, she, bro. She be on them. I for me, man. The, the, I watch very few. Sh- I do watch some. I watch Disney Survivor a lot. I watch you know the Survivor's Remorses and the Ballers and all those things. But as far as like just regular TV, it's probably Disney Survivor, Blind Spot. That was my show. Um, that was about it. Scandal a little. This is what I would recommend. You fire stick mafia. Yeah, I am. Go back. Watch, 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 watch. This is us. You'll love it. You're a Family Guy. Yeah. It's a family-based show. Yeah, as you saw a couple episodes of this I, season, I, I saw like that maybe two of the this <laughs> season, and I was watching them. And the wife was like, she kind of stopped me, like, you know what? I think I want you to watch the first season. Yeah, you first. got to. And I you was got like, to. Okay, well, we'll stop there. So she even put her second season on pause. She wants me to. It, that's the thing, though. It was like three weeks ago. I didn't have a, a reoccurring gig mm. in my life, and so now it was like when that happened. All my free time at home, when I'm in between dealing with the kids and everything, it was making sure that I wasn't stressing over 70s, 80s, and 90s music. Right. Make sure I had at least some thoughts together. So I was spending a lot of time going through music. And then once you get in that groove, it's so much. Yeah. You, I, 
Hours oh, I were going get by. This. Yeah. I gotta get this. Hours was going by, and I was I was even starting my own shows and not watching them. And I watched that SWAT show or that um, SEAL team show. They come on TV. I watched that. That kind of brings me back to some military uh, time. That's a really good. Uh, it comes on I think on Wednesdays or Thursdays as well. But I'm trying to get back into these shows a little more, man. Just that when when you know when uh, Teddy Bear season comes around and uh, <laughs> big nigga season, everybody winning. <laughs> This, everybody's cuddled up on the couches. That's when I usually try to get into them a little more. Fall, I know I'll probably be watching. I know my, my guy Tony Rock got a show coming out this fall. So, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, I do remember that. But I, I definitely recommend going back watching This Is Us, and then after that, hold on, has your wife saw Stranger Things? I, I believe <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm more than yeah. <laughs> He's like probably yeah. I don't, I don't and, sure. man, you, you love the '80s. Nostalgia yeah. stuff. Like, I would say Stranger Things is kind of like the movie Stand By Me, Goonies, in a horror type of atmosphere. Okay. It's like that all wrapped up in one, and it's only eight episodes. Okay. Or is it ten? I can't remember. Point of it is, the shit is dope. Yeah. <laughs> and I talk about shows so much because I'm trying my damnedest to get the wife to watch Breaking Bad. My homeboy, <laughs> he watched AP. He watched Breaking Bad in probably like two weeks, five seasons in two weeks. And wow. I would get a text from him like every other day or something like, uh, this motherfucker's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, a dumbass. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with this dude? Right. Or it's like, Heisenberg, the shit, yo. <laughs> so let me, what's the one where the teacher and the, like the young dude, is that... Yes. That's Breaking Bad. You haven't seen Breaking Bad. So let me tell you about this. Smoke came home. Last time Smoke was home, I'm over at his parents' house and we chilling, have dinner, just hanging out. And he pulls in a fire stick. He's like, bro, I'm going to make you watch episode one, season one, episode one of, I, I, I get Walking Dead and Breaking Bad confused, but I believe it was Breaking Bad, the one where the teacher and the meth and all yeah. that. So the first episode I'm watching, I get done and I'm sitting there like, bro, that shit was good. So I literally go home and watch the second and third one. So I'm only in like four or five episodes of season one. And like Smoke's Cousins and they all, however many, six, seven, eight seasons, whatever it's been, well past where I'm at. And they're kind of talk about it. And Smoke was like, wait, Kev, ain't see? I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. It's going to take me months to catch up. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't. Exactly. They stopped talking. They because like, it's that good. Yeah, it, like, you it's watch so it. good that people that like to mess with you and spoil shows won't do it. It's like, no, you got to see this shit. The, How last, this shit uh, the last thing I remember that I've seen is they were doing the cleanups after what happened in the in the basement, yeah. and like they were, I was, I'm like around that time frame, so I got a Look, long brother. Way to go. <laughs> you gotta watch. The, the, those are three shows you gotta watch. Yeah. You gotta watch. Break out of those, I would say the priority is Breaking Bad. Yeah. I keep hearing that. It make, it makes me want to... Priority number one is Breaking Bad. Then I would say Stranger Things. No, I would say Breaking Bad. Do Breaking Bad. Knock out season one of This Is Us. And then knock out Stranger Things. Because you can zip through Stranger Things. Yeah. Like Stranger Things, we watched season one when it came out. We knocked that out in three days. I don't even think it took us three days. It took us like two days. Like yeah. I was like, we watched like two episodes. I was like, damn, that shit was good. <laughs> Went to the club, worked the club, came home. She's like, hey, you trying to go watch the episode? Watch the episode. Yeah. Woke up very next morning, watched two episodes. Like it, we crushed it. Isn't that crazy when you when you when you work in this city and the nightlife, like how that one to three o'clock time frame in the morning could literally be like a, a time for you and your wife. Or like uh, like me and my wife the same thing. I come home and it's like, you got you got an episode in you? It's like, <laughs> sure, why not? I'm still wired from the Boom to boom. I've been listening to for the last five hours. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the late nights, man, is uh, and that's what crazy. uh, I know. Walking Dead new season starts tomorrow. Well, no, tonight. What's today? Sunday. Yeah, yeah. tonight comes <laughs> on tonight. So when I get on the club, I'm probably just gonna watch that because, like you said, I'm not yeah. that I'm like partying like heavy like that or drinking like right. I'm just turned up like that. But you know, the music, the energy. Talking to people, you know what I'm saying? Just doing what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to come, or I can't just come home and just, boom, be how, knocked how, out. How, I have to unwind. How often do you ride home to silence? Almost every night. Yeah. At, at, at most, it's 
92.1 real low or something low. But the, for the most part, I've noticed that over the last year or two, I'll come home and let's say the kids are still up, you know, after a wedding or something. Mm-hmm. And they're screaming, playing, having a good time, laughing. It's like I have to get everybody to, like, quiet down. Like, it's too much. It'd be too much. My endorphins be going crazy. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be too much. So I'll be having to, like, mellow out from that pounding of music you've been listening yeah. to and, and, and type of using a good sound system or in a club. You know, the, the bass is just Rattling. beating through you for hours. That stuff can wear you out. Yeah, it, it, and that's the crazy part about it, man. Like, I find myself, like, I don't want to say exhausted, but, like, I need naps, bro. Like, I need to get a nap before I go to the club. And I'm, and like I said, I'm only there for two, two and a half hours max. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, like, that the the music, the pumping, you mm-hmm. roasting people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? King of Hype get down. We yeah. clowning each other. We having a good time. We doing what it do. And then you come home and you just like need to decompress and like just hopping straight in the bed is not an option. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, wifey yeah. wakes up for me as soon as I get home. She's like, oh, you're home? Cool. Click. <laughs> she knocked out because she's been relaxed and chilling until I get home. Exactly. But me, I'm still wide awake. Like, man, My I got to be at work week. at 7 to 30 in the morning, but I can't go to sleep yet. I didn't go to bed till 4 o'clock after Jilly's Friday. Woo! What time you get out of there? About 12.45, 1 o'clock time we you know, have to deal with them speakers yeah right <laughs> i had to chop it up with everybody and you know especially being the first one it was a little uh i don't want to say q a but it was just a confirmation that they rocking with me okay uh the owner of jilly's came over and said i did a good job so you know or his brother you know that was those things is like what mattered most it's right like, i'm confidently know that at least at least at the end of the year i got this wave to ride so it was it was a late night, but I got I got up at like well I went to bed at like four, <coughs> had to get up at seven thirty to get my daughter ready because my wife like this this is stuff like it's this that fine line that you just got to manage. You want to get your kids active and stuff that, that they love and you know introduce them to things that they you know are in, are interested in. Mm-hmm. And my my middle child is a art. She likes art. We've been buying her paint. She got her little Bob uh, what's his name Bob Ross. She got the little Bob Ross paint okay. board. She can hold it in her hand and put her little colors on and all that stuff. So there's an art class downtown that we signed her up for. And um, she's in like week three of it. They're building these these different things. And she like just the happiest I see her all week. Okay. Is these two hours. So got up early. Wife had a sorority meeting in Cincinnati. So it was daddy daycare for me. So I got her to the art class. And then I didn't want to just leave, but I had the baby with me. And a baby in a quiet place is hard to manage sometimes. So I went down to Riverscape. We walked around there for a second, just stayed in the area, let her do her thing. But, you know, I slept like three hours. You know, so you had three hours sleep. Then your sleep gets off. So then you take a nap in the middle of the day. You up, uh-huh. up late last night, up early this morning. It's like, that's, I guess that's what life's about. Yeah, man, that's dope because, you know what I'm saying, you talk about how different uh, all three of your little girls are yeah. and that's the crazy part for me because me and my brother are so much alike that mm-hmm. I don't think my mom really ever had to do stuff like that it's kind of oh, always man. like oh, whatever my brother wanted to do yeah, I, sounds like a plan let's do it the only thing that, that they vice do versa. together is they go to the same hair shop to get their hair <laughs> braided that's it other than that one likes dance one likes the earth. One likes, <laughs> you know, she's a people person. The other one can do without for hours. Like, she, she'll come home and get in her little cozy spot. And I I could literally not see her for three, four hours. She comes out when she's hungry, when she needs to stretch her bones. Like, she, she, she's a loner. Like, what's up, y'all? Yeah, she just <laughs> make sure good? everybody's still here. Like, anybody leave me here. <laughs> she's my little loner. And then the baby... The baby is is slowly becoming a, a mixture of both. She's, she's, she follows my oldest around, dancing, listening to music all day long. And then when she <laughs> when she wakes up from nap, she want to be by Carmen because, you know, Carmen is laying down chilling. So she'll walk in there and climb into bed with Carmen and be looking at Carmen play Minecraft for hours. It's, 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 it's funny to see that. And it's, it's also a challenge, like you say, because now I got to get – one to dance, I got to get one to art, I got to get one here, I get one there, I got one car, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's change like, the diaper. Yeah, on the baby other. done pooped in the middle of a river escape, got to go find somewhere to change her. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 I didn't, I love my kids, man, but it's like, you realize, like, 
I commend when I'm by myself with my kids, all I think about all day is friends that I know that are single parents and how they do this every day. And it's like, I'd be like, y'all are, y'all the real MVPs, man, because this is, this is work. It's, it's really, there's no time for you. You try to sit down for a second and like, okay, I'm going to sit here and then maybe doze off during Price is Right, you know, like whatever, <laughs> doze off during 11 o'clock in the morning and then soon you fall asleep, the baby waking up or the baby coming in to wake you up and it's like, your time got to always be pulled somewhere else and then. You're either gonna crash and burn at eight o'clock at night and get up and do it again tomorrow, or you just gonna ride that way. So it's funny you say that, man, because uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago, the nephew came oh, yeah. down and <laughs> got you a taste, got me a small <laughs> taste, and uh, my sister-in-law, like he's running up and down the hallway constantly, constantly, constantly. And I'm, I'm just like watching him, like, well, I don't want him to fall, I don't want him grabbing something, da 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 da. She is like, he's fine, he's fine. That's just He's a kid. That's what he does. It's like, just close the bathroom door. Like, that's the only room. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I probably you probably should worry about him going into. It. Like, <laughs> right. Cold. Like, he likes to run <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that's that's uh, my thing. As long as the bathroom doors is closed and the front door is locked, <laughs> hey, run around. Do what you do. What you got to do? Because I know if, if I don't let you do that. It's just gonna be a constant you coming to dive on me all evening, and I'm like, I'm trying to tire you out <laughs> so I can at least get nine to eleven <laughs> to myself, you know. Like I was ironing some clothes or whatever. Like he was sitting there watching uh football, <laughs> uninterrupted, not doing nothing. One of the few times that he just was chilling. I was like, all right, I'm just ironing these clothes while you doing that. Game ended. Sixty minutes came on. I don't want to watch this no more. I'm trying to do what I want to do. Yeah. Climbs out the bed, staring at me. I'm like, what's up? He's like, mommy, mommy. I'm like, she in the living room, man. So he turns, starts going <laughs> to the living room. Like, I was like, walk. Turn, literally turns back at me, smiles, and takes off. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, I told you to walk. Yeah. Why are you running? <laughs> like, yo. So man, I I can yeah. only imagine what's that like dealing man, with it's my friends that I my close friends on my group me man. Two of them are have no kids. One's recently married, and then the other two, me and another guy, have been married for nine years. He was my very first wedding and my very first gig. So he's been married going on ten years. Cause I've been DJing ten wow. years and uh, got kids. And me and him are always laughing at our friends that don't have kids when we like when i see trent in the morning going to drop off so-and-so at so-and-so's house for the sleepover or pick up his daughter at eight o'clock and he was partying all night you know? <laughs> so it's like those early mornings like you just be zombied almost like okay but it's like the priorities kick in and it's like you want your kids to be able to do things you got to do i got mm-hmm. to go sleepovers at people's houses and i got to go to the night stay at the school that once or twice a year when they had the sleep-ins and mm-hmm. you know the things, even the things that I didn't get to do, that's what drives you to, you know, push those envelopes for them to be like, hey, you want to? I never, I never thought about going. I, I never knew what that building was when you coming off of Jefferson, off the high, off of Main Street, exit off thirty five, with the big bull and the oh, painted yeah, yeah, mural. Yeah, yeah. That's where that art class is. Okay, never, never knew what that building was. I knew it was there, just didn't know what it was. And like, that's the thing. Like my wife. She'll dig into stuff like that and figure out. Me, I'm like, if I ain't heard about it from one, one of the one of my peoples, then I ain't really, I ain't checking for it, you know. So, but to be, to to, to see that, to see that what it was and then go in there, it was probably a hundred kids, you know, of different age groups doing different levels of some pretty cool art, you know. Like it was really getting to dive into doing some stuff that you would want to do at home, but mm-hmm. your mom won't let you because it's gonna tear up the table, it's gonna mess <laughs> up this. So. She loves it, man, and it's it's something that the city had even know. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think downtown is trying to get more like that. Yeah. You know, trying to get more families to come on down mm-hmm. versus be afraid to come on down. Right, you know right. Well, you know, kids is about self expression. And I remember uh in elementary school we had art class, we had music class, mm-hmm. like I know some school programs don't even have those programs anymore. Exactly. That's or, or scary. Paid to do, you know, yeah. type type of things and it, it it really makes you think back to like we we kind of had a pretty dope era to grow up in, mm-hmm. you know. Like like 
it wasn't a you know it wasn't a like is my door locked twenty four seven time frame in most in most neighborhoods. I mean some of course, but for the most part, you could go down the street. Like I let my kids walk to the store, which is next to my house, yesterday for the very first time. Uh, I gave them ten dollars. Oh, big money! Big money. Go pick you out a pop because you about to watch this baby while I go to sleep. So go get you a pop. Go get you a little candy. Grab me a candy and come on back. You know so. It was like I gave him that task, and it's like now I'm gave him. We had all the talks about all the scenarios that could happen when you out and you know strangers and you know everything. Stranger danger. Yeah. Fire. So, so that I told him like it shouldn't take you more than five six minutes to be back. So that five six minutes rolled around and they ain't back. I'm like, damn. So I got the baby. I'm home alone with the baby. <laughs> the kids is somewhere between here and the store. I'm like she's asleep. Let me step out the house. I step out, run down and see they coming up the sidewalk plotting because they each got two things and got me one thing and stay under ten dollars. So the goal was for them to get as much as they could get. Yeah. And then brought back seventy four cents, you know. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Thank so. you for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> but like just just like that, like I would be all over Trotwood at, at nine years old. You know, and, and I'm afraid to let my kids Walked where if I scream real loud, they could hear me. You know, like that's how far away it was. It's not even that 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 far, but it's just the thought of your children having to deal with something yeah. that you ain't there to protect them from. And it's like those are the things that it's just hard for me to let. My kids are getting to the point where I'm about to have a ten year old next year, and it's like, oh, here come the puberties and the periods and the. Oh no! Pray for me, brother. Oh man! Let's talk and about then, some music. Like Top you five. Said, like you said, bro. <laughs> It's uh at that age I was I was out. Yeah. I was gone. Once once I had a bike, it was over. It was a wrap. I'm gone. I would wake up, barely brush my teeth, barely put on some deodorant, and I'm out. And before I know it, I might not I, there was certain houses you knew I better not knock on that door that early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I better wait a second. Let me just keep riding to see who around. And see who you hear, that, hear that ball in the distance. <laughs> Found somebody. <laughs> yep. What's up? Exactly. What time are we playing? Exactly. Where, where everybody at? And before, when we used to, it got, I was in a good, a, adult neighborhood with kids my age to where, and it was a circle plat, one way in, one way out. It was, most of the families had been there and stayed there for a duration of my childhood. So we got to a point where, like, the neighborhood knew the 30 kids that was out here every mm-hmm. day. And we were with, we would go to the store and buy boards and make brackets and have tournaments and football in the street and yes. all that stuff. And it would literally go until you either were starving <laughs> and you went home and grabbed a sandwich and was right back. Or you went to the neighbor's water holes and filled yes, up sir. on that water. And then you was out until the street lights was on. And then it was like, oh, we're going to. See y'all tomorrow. We reconvene yeah. in the morning. <laughs> the score was nine to nine. We're gonna be back at it tomorrow. Man, right? that's that's exactly how it was in the <laughs> yeah. summer, man. Same way in my neighborhood, man. We had a range of kids basically of every age bracket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had some elementary school kids, middle schoolers, we had high schoolers, you know what I'm saying? So it was a it was a, a slew of kids. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of kids. So I grew up with people older than me. Younger than me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In my age bracket, and it was just like that's what it was. Like you go outside in the summer, go up and down the neighborhood, and you just if you the first one out, you just waiting, right? Because all it because you out, and then somebody else gonna come out. Y'all loud. Somebody <laughs> gonna peep out the window. Oh, they out. Let's go. It's go time. What I hated for the first half of my childhood was that it was so many great athletes in my neighborhood, like the stars of the varsity team and mm. Smoke. Smoke played, you know, ball at Sinclair, played semi-pro ball. Like, Smoke still can hoop. Like, it was people like that. Mick Dejeuner, he runs the um, the people we had up here. Um, <coughs> oh, and MVP Dynasty. He He's behind that. Like, he... He does a lot of the kids stuff with that. I mean, we had athletes. Chris Wright, Kenny Hayes. Kenny Hayes is playing overseas ball, play from Miami of Ohio. Y'all know Chris. Mm-hmm. It was just that kind of neighborhood to where you had to really have some game. To get some run. Yeah, you, you or at least be the kid that was gonna die for the ball and hit the brick wall. <laughs> we need we need we need somebody to get to go have some have some uh to be the coach's favorite, you know, when yeah, I was that was the days. Loved it, Coming man. up, like, I don't even see that too much anymore. Like, I see so much 
of organized sports, which is organized sports is great. You know what I'm saying? No knock on organized sports, but I really don't see kids playing football in the street anymore. Mm-hmm. Basketball in in the driveway, park park empty. Yeah, it's just like everybody's so organized with it. I mean, come from an era where it's tackle on the sideline. Yeah, touching the street. (laughs) Exactly. And and you want to run on that sideline and get extra yards, you're gonna pay the penalty. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I tell the story all the time, and Smoke hates it, but I watch Smoke run 20 miles an hour into a fire hydrant as like a 13 year, 14 year old playing football. he was going for that long Hail Mary. Everybody go. I'm going deep, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he trying to avoid the Buick sitting in the street. And then he went around the car and was still trying to catch it to tiptoe in. And he was running, running. And then he just, when he went to try to catch it, that next step was the curb. Oof. And he just curbed. And then his whole body flew into the fire hydrant. <laughs> and it was one of the things where, like, everybody went home because we knew Smoke was dead. And we didn't want to be the one who had to tell those stories. So everybody literally just, just scattered. Bounced. And I had to go past Smoke to get to my house. I'm like, bro, you all right? And he laid out. I went out on the door like, Smoke hit the fire hydrant. And his mom come out, and I'm like, yep, scattered all I'm home. out. Yeah, I did my part. <laughs> I'm out. Man, that's, you got a scary story? I got one for you. This kid, Brandon, he uh, <laughs> he's a fucking piece of shit, but I love him nonetheless. Uh, he was a little bit younger than us. Like my era was probably like the younger kids of the of the crew, but he was still a little bit younger. It's like two or three years younger than us. And I uh, had a dope ass bike. Had a bike with the mags and all this shit yeah. or whatever. So he would talk shit and ride away on his bike. One of them type of kids. Yeah. So uh, we was uh playing, getting ready to go play baseball. Like I said before, we had like this big ass field in the uh, back of our yard or whatever. And uh, we was playing around in the front yard. And, like, my house, my mom's house was, like, the the meetup spot. So everybody brought their bats or whatever. And a dude named Tony was out there taking big-ass swings. (laughs) And this dumb-ass nigga stood right behind him. So Tony took a big-ass swing just like, and you heard it. And you heard it go. Right at the top of his fucking head, dude. Ugh. This little motherfucker spun around like a top. <laughs> it was like, Whoo! boom, it hit the ground. It's fucking blood gushing, uh. gushing out this nigga head. And motherfucker's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and just like y'all, everybody fucking took off like roaches, nigga. <laughs> That's terrible, man. Like- took off like roaches. And, and the crazy part about it, Tone lived right next to him. So he couldn't leave him. Yeah. So Tom and my brother carried his ass home because he was like uh, gushing blood. Mm. And his mom went fucking ballistic. Oh, yeah. Ballistic. It's like, no, he was standing right behind me when I was swinging. I didn't know he was right there. So she thought like somebody hit him on yeah. purpose or whatever. So he got stitched up. He got, he was fucked up for a while. Like his mom wouldn't let us, let him come out the house for like probably a good like, <laughs> Three weeks, dog. He wasn't yeah. allowed to fuck with none of us no more. That was me this week, actually. I, my my kid was going to the bus stop, and every now and then I'll follow him just to make sure they acting right. You know, I, I let them go by themselves sometimes, but then I'll follow him. So this particular time, I was like, I'm gonna go check and make sure they, you know, what's what. I turned the corner, and Camille is getting up from the ground crying. I'm like, who the fuck? Pu-? I'm blew up, right? Who pushed her? And the little girl like I did. I was playing a prank on her. Da, da, da. Like, that's not how you play pranks. Like, don't put your hands on my child. Like, I'm letting the bus stop know what it is. So all the kids are there. So they all know. Camille, dad, crazy. So yeah. That's what I want. You have <laughs> Shane knocked on my door all week. She ain't asked to play out. Camille saw her outside and asked to go outside. I was like, who out there? Like, she told me. I'm like, the one that pushed you? She like, <laughs> she like, she's like, but she's still nice to me. She was like, we just... It was just a prank. She was like, we've done that kind of stuff before. I just fell on the tree stuff and hurt my leg. Duh, duh, duh. And I'm like, I'm looking at you on the side eye. Like, we had to talk about, you know, stand up for yourself and all that stuff. And it's like, I had the hardest time, like, just letting them go through that process. I mm-hmm. want you to be like, somebody push you, fuck them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how you, your mind works. But it's like, we all had to, had to go through that childhood where... You got the friends you think are your friends, and they just using you for your candy and your yes, dollar sir. and all that. You got the friends that you know you ride with. Just letting her ride the wave is is the hardest thing. So it's like I didn't say too much more. I didn't, you know, I didn't hit her with the. I'll be at your house to talk to your mama tonight. Like, hey, I, that's I when you know yeah, it's real. I didn't hit her. I didn't want her to have a bad day at school. It was like Monday or Tuesday when that happened. So oh man, 
My, my life, man. Yeah, life. life is a crazy thing, man. Something yeah. you definitely can't make up, man. Yeah. Well, that's this episode for this week. Yes, sir. 78 of these things, man. Make sure you like us on the on the gram. You can follow us there. You can't make this a podcast. Give us five stars on uh on the iTunes podcast. Yeah. Share it. Appreciate all the support everybody's been giving us over this year plus of pod. Man. And also we we uh we're about to rev up here um some some interesting things. So if you got Somebody in the city that's doing some amazing things. Somebody you you know you think deserves a, a platform to introduce themselves to some new people. Yes, sir. Hit us up on the You Can't Make This Up podcast at Gmail. Um, you can hit me Hope up. You at, got the login because I don't. Yeah, I got it somewhere. <laughs> I got it somewhere. Still on my phone, safe and you know, but I can't access it nowhere else because I don't remember the password. But you can also hit us up at, at DJ underscore Killer underscore Kev one Kev Nash. Yeah, man. And this is uh, number seventy eight, man. We out. Peace.